Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm John. I'm Robert. And we're coming to you live today from uh, our first sponsor, actually, Superior Equipment Repair. Uh, they went ahead and pulled the trigger, and they are our first official sponsor, and we couldn't thank them enough. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, big big shout out to Superior Equipment Repair. Um, you can find them at superiorrepair.com. Um yeah, trucks, equipment, about anything, uh, pickups, we work on everything over here. So we're really happy to have them on board. We got some funny social media stuff we're going to kind of collab with going forward. And uh, with this now, we actually, on order, have our real podcasting equipment. So it's uh, going to be better audio going forward. Um, I don't know if it'll be next week, but we might have it by then. We'll see. And I don't know, it's pretty exciting for us. This is doing pretty well. Uh, we missed last week. We had some scheduling issues, and, you know, we heard from a lot of you, you know, that were bummed that we didn't do it. So we'll try to make sure we get on here at least once a week going forward. But uh, it's been a great, great run so far, and we're happy to have a sponsor on board. So we can't thank Superior Equipment Repair enough. Um, you need anything done, call them at 530-888-0795, and they'll get you hooked up. So... Happy for that. How was your week, Robert? Oh, it's been moving along, you know. Uh, thankfully today, uh, we got some, some more rain, so cleared my schedule a little bit with the uh, the baseball. Yeah, I had to bust out my friggin' wax cotton coat today. It was pouring rain before you got here, and I was out playing with the dog, and uh, yeah, I may. I about had enough of this. Yeah, for sure. And it hopefully it's not going to fool too much with getting the rice planted, but we'll see. Well, I was driving around this morning uh, before I came over to do this podcast and, and checked on some, some of the fields we lease, and it looks like one of them's uh, planted and flooded up and grown rice. Awesome. Um, and then another one, they have it all tilled up and uh, should be ready to go shortly. Um, actually, at the, the one that has... That's currently planted. It's kind of cool. Um, on the road, I just parked on the side of the road in the rain, you know, didn't want to drive on the farm road. But uh, there's a lot of rice seed all over that road because they've been planting by airplane. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Maybe we can get some, well, that will eat it all up before dove season. But, uh. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I uh, drove through the set of refuge today and had a lot of water on that refuge still. So um, I bet dove season is going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, I would think. I hope so. Um, I'm, I can hardly wait. I mean, it's it's a, time flies by so fast it'll be here before we freaking know it. But uh, for sure, you know, we do have a whole summer of getting drunk and falling down before dove season. So, <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> damn right I do. Square <laughs> bastard, you join me once in a while. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they. Uh, yeah, I was thinking. You know, last season, just how hot it was on the, the opener. Of <laughs> Dude, what was it, like 108 or something? No, it was hotter than that. I, think it, <laughs> I swear, I think it got to 115. I remember dying of, like, we left before the end yep. of the shoot time because we were out of water. Like, okay, we're done. And Locked that was up. the second year in the row that we did that. Yes. So this season, we got to bring, like, double the water we think yes, we need. Yes, exactly. I, I couldn't believe, because usually, I mean, I... I should drink more water than I do, considering the amount of beer I drink. But I, you know, I got a friggin' little Yeti water bottle. I take that. It's usually plenty. Yeah. But I run through that in friggin' no time flat. And yeah, it was pretty friggin' rough there at the end. But it was a good time. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. But every year we just, you know, feel like we run out of water two years in a row. We should learn the third year. We, we'll do it right this time. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I got a couple gallon Yeti jugs. We'll bring them things. So Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're planted out there. And Yeah, be- we'll see. I mean, it's, we hunt the refuges um, for our dove. And uh, some years they plant it. Some years they don't. You know, they move it around. And I don't – I mean, I'm – Yes, they got a, you know, a method to their madness, but it's kind of like, why do they plant all the shit two miles in the back of the place where you got to walk and try to outrun these freaking kids on bicycles to get to a good spot? I don't know why they can't, you know, maybe plant stuff a little bit closer, you know, for the old crippled people, but... Do you remember last year, those uh, those douchebags that were oh. <laughs> sitting next to us? 
Yes, yes. Yeah, we, we actually got a pretty decent spot. We were, you know, it wasn't overly crowded. No. I think the heat scared a lot of people off. For sure. For opener, it wasn't overly crowded. And we got this whole field to ourselves. And there was plenty of room around us. And these friggin' dipshit bros try to set up, I mean, right next to us. And anybody knows my dog, uh, Laverne, she's kind of an asshole. She barks at everybody. You know, she just, she's mean. I don't know where she gets it. I'm sweet as hell, but my dog's mean to everybody. And, uh, so there, she sees them over there. So she's barking at them and everything. And I just, I didn't understand it because there was plenty of room to go and they just didn't know. You know, that's the, you know, what you, I'm glad we don't have to deal with duck season anymore now that we, you know, lease blinds. But yeah, it gets pretty tough out there on public. I don't know if they just didn't know any better. They didn't give a shit. I don't know, but. Well, it's crazy, too, because, you know, we're out there in the dark and, and just hearing them talk, we thought they were like, you know, a bunch of 17, 18, 19-year-old kids. Yeah. Uh, and when the sun came out, they're like in their mid-30s. Yeah, like these guys are douches. Yeah, yeah that was pretty funny, man. But. You know, sitting out there, t- you know, with their uh, their – Northern California Valley country accents, yeah. <laughs> vaping, <laughs> head to toe, and oh yeah, and covered complete camo. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my word. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But anyway, uh, I think I told you this, Robert, but I hate to admit it, but I did have to buy some Bud Light. Well, let's hear about that. Yeah. Now it wasn't for me, so all you. Fuckers out there want to send me hate over it. It was not for me. It was for my old war hero friend who says he's too old to give a shit about controversies and he's going to keep drinking Bud Light. And I love the hell out of the guy and I probably wouldn't have done it for about anybody else. So I strategically went to a shitty friggin' store in Yuba City that I would never frequent on any other circumstance because... I didn't want to be spotted or seen by anybody I knew. So I, I go in there. It's looking kind of damn. A couple of bums out front because, you know, that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's reality, now. you know. Yeah. And I, who cares about them? And uh, then the one Hindu guy at the register, oh, he, he don't give a shit, you know. So I think I get back there. I sneak it out. Of course, it's stock plum full, luckily. And got up to the register and throw it up there, and here is some friggin' dude on his way to his night watchman job wanting to lecture me on, do you know what they've done to that? And so you're talking the wrong dude, motherfucker. I know all about it. I know more than you know about this, I can promise you. I researched this, you know, for the, when it first started every day for weeks. Trust me, I know about it. Then he just has to go in and he start explaining it to me still, and it's like, Follow me out the door. Finally, I told him, I said, dude, do you want to listen to the podcast? I can tell you my whole opinion. On it. I got to get the fuck out of here. So I'm making my way to my truck, you know, and not in a run, but a brisk walk to get the hell out of there. And here comes some guy driving by in a pickup and rolls down the window. Hey, you got a case of tranny fluid, huh? And I'm like, So I threw it in the back of my truck and hauled ass out of there, and I survived, and I sure hope that. Old man Bert appreciates, you know, the shaming and ridicule I got for getting him his damn Bud Light. But I'm really glad I didn't go to my regular store. So. That's hilarious. Isn't it crazy that uh, just how quickly? Well, the first week was kind of slow because, yeah. you know, like you broke it to me. I and did, it happened yeah. a little slower than I thought. And now it's went bigger than I thought. And now they got the other side mad at them. Yeah, they Because they didn't up. stand up right. for them, you know. So now they got everybody pissed and. Like I said before, I ain't really pissed, and I, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it, they're trying to, you know, this is what companies do now. Just for me, this is one thing that it was, you know, a bridge too far. I kind of stand for it, but we'll see what happens. They're gonna plug a whole bunch of advertising, and they're 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 gonna go at it. We'll see. It'll go away, but I mean, you know, we'll be here and getting made fun of this for years. But yeah, well, they're gonna. I mean, right now it's to the point where. You can't even buy a case in Yuba City without someone rolling down the yeah. window and yelling at yeah, you. Yeah, right? exactly. Literally two people freaking shake me down, you know. I mean, I, I, I'm a complete stranger. It's like, what do you care, you know? <laughs> you know, and I, it was just super weird, but whatever, man. So well, That's pretty wild. But, I mean, we're on to our farmer's light. Oh, that's another thing. We ran Lincoln out of farmers. Really? Here at the shop, after work, 
me and a couple of the guys indulged in a few beers every day after work. Right. And we literally ran Lincoln out of farmers. Wow. Yeah, we had to send our cleanup guy. He went one, he had about five stops one day to come back with three six packs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got on their beer locator finding it. I, uh, I called the salesman about it. I messaged them on Instagram about it. And, uh, evidently there was a issue with the distributor or something and they claimed they got it, uh, figured out. And I think they did because, uh, one of the road techs messaged me and told me that he had seen a farmer's truck at the gas station down the street. So crisis averted. I'd hate to have to make the pilgrimage out there again and get a whole pile of the stuff to keep me supplied but and evidently they can't deliver it to us because we're not a store because i tried that too (laughs) (laughs) i don't know we might get a keg or something going down the road but i I don't know get on their delivery list yeah i mean i guarantee you we'd buy as much as a little store would sure at least a 12 pack a day that's for you know so and no i don't drink all that myself so well yeah I'm talking about just the shop beer, but yeah, by the time I get home, yeah, we might be getting near that. But I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff though. I yeah. actually went out there last week just for a couple minutes to, oh, to get a couple twelve packs for these. Twelve packs are harder to find than six packs. Oh, cool! So I rode out there last Saturday afternoon, had a beer, and picked up a couple twelve packs and came home. But nice. I still haven't been. I've had their beer plenty. Yeah, I haven't been out there. Ah, yet. shit! I love them, man. They got good stuff. Seem like good folks, so we'll keep drinking it. I like I like the area they're in. I mean, I looked on a map to see how familiar it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool yeah. They're area. just over. They're not far from the river, and yeah, yeah, it's definitely a cool area for sure. I mean, from my house, it ain't that far. A little bit far for you, but not far. It's yeah, like twenty eight minutes from my place. I think. Sure, so, that ain't bad. Well, you're uh, you're in good company here. I've been. I, I like farmers. I think. Uh, from the from the get go, you know, I like some of their other varieties. I, I like this Farmer's Light. You've, it's grown on me since you've been drinking it and, and letting me steal some from you. <laughs> yeah, um, well, I know you're not going to take much, so I can survive on that. That's good stuff, man. It's for a light beer. It's really you know filling or not filling, but uh, it's got a lot flavorful. of flavor. Yeah, flavorful for sure. You know, yeah, that's why I like it. It's yeah, like, I think it's better than Bud Light, anyways. Truth be told. Oh, it, it is. You know, and I I didn't drink Bud Light so much for the flavor. It was more of a price point, and right. you know. But uh, no, good stuff. Uh, I do like that Val. The L's are silent. That Mexican Lager Valle or oh, yeah. Valle, whatever it is. Um, that stuff's pretty good. And I don't care for the weedy ale much. That pheasant on the can's cool, but oh, the five three zero. Yeah, yeah, I like that. The yeah. unfiltered weed ale. Yeah, I'm not see, into I that. can already spout off facts about. Oh, it. you are. Yeah, you know, you're you're the freaking beer snob, you know. But that's uh, nah, good stuff. Everybody, and like I say, I literally everybody here is now drinking it. They, you know, a couple guys showed up with that five three zero the other day after All work. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, so yeah, yeah. The service rider he started drinking it. Uh, the other guy that uh, runs the road service he likes that Mexican lager one and. Then, I always think it's cool too when when uh, companies put like something local on there. So like the five three zero, you know, representing oh, yeah. the yeah. No, they got they must have a good marketing department. You know, they need to get a damn speckle belly yeah. on a can or something because they got that winter migration with a honker on there. Yep. But I'd like to see something with a speckle belly. Yeah, they should put specks or snows on there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's more the valley bird now. Yeah, yeah. Used to be honkers. Yeah, 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 but. Not so much no more. I don't know. We'll see. They're always doing new and innovative things. In fact, when's the last time you've seen a field full of hunkers out here? It's been a while. It's been a long time. I mean, I'll see them at Ellis Lake when I drive by, but, uh, you know, they'll be hanging out at a friggin' baseball field. Yeah. I see them out in D10 in the early part of the, like, fall, like late September, early October. And then, but once those specs come, they just kick them right out of there. Yeah. Yeah. They're, we talked about this before, but yeah, it just ain't like it was, but. No, not at all. Well, I know uh, turkey season just ended. Uh, were you able to get out and do another hunt? I did one more hunt. Um, it sucked. Not a whole lot to talk about. I freaking set up. You know, I moved around a little bit because I hadn't been successful and set up. And in spots I've been successful in the past. They come out of the roost. 
gobble, gobble, and the gobbles kept getting further away, and then they just, they never came back all day long. Right. Never came back. And uh, I don't know. The pattern's really changed up there. I, I don't know. We'll see how next year is because, I mean, it was almost a given that I could, you know, get my three easy. Mm-hmm. And this year I didn't even get one. Like I said, I didn't put a lot of effort, but at the same time, it's usually don't have to put that much. But no big deal. It's been nice hanging out with my buddy up there anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I didn't go at all this year. I haven't been, you know, like we talked about been before. Years, it's yeah. Been a couple years, but uh, you know, it's always always a little tough when you when you try and don't get one, though. It's always a little disappointing. But uh, well, and then you listen to this. This is what an idiot I am. You know, this is what happens when you friggin' you know drink beer till ten at night, and then you got to wake up at three in the morning. Uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm not taking any chances. I told you I took a shot at that one. Yeah, and, through the fence know, did, or something. Yep, yeah, and I didn't bring it down. And oh, why not compensate? I was using my twenty. I said, you know what? I'm taking my ten. Ooh. I'm taking my ten All with right. boss. And I'm, you know, if I if I get one, I'm getting one, and I'm not gonna have anything handicap me because I I need to close the deal. So I get in my gun case and I keep my tan in this sock. You know, and I was in, so I grab that, you know, half drunk at night, throw it in my truck, you know, grab a handful of shells, three shells, throw them in my pocket, get out there, pull it out of the sock. That's my A5, my 12 gauge. So, <laughs> so I have 20 gauge shells with me from oh last my week. Gosh. And uh, no 12 gauge, I had 20 gauge from last week, no 12 gauge with me. And I got a 10-gauge. So what did you do? So I went up, and luckily old man Bert gets up early, and I hit him up, and he gave me a couple 12-gauge. Okay, yeah. It didn't really affect anything, you know, because I was still early enough, but it was like, you friggin' idiot, man. It's like, no wonder you're not killing birds. Well, it's never fun to, you know, throw a wrench in your hunt plans. Yeah, exactly. It, you know, and I, I still was out there plenty early enough and everything, but it was like, I'm glad he was up, because I would have been just completely screwed. I'm thinking there's – and usually – I always have a couple shotgun shells in my yeah. in my door panel or whatever, you know. I always do. But after season, you know, my pickup gets so, you know, beat up and dirty and everything over the hunting season. And I was going to Mexico hunting, so I took everything out of it. Everything possible out of it because I left my, my truck at the airport for a week. Oh, right. And I went and got it all cleaned out, and, you know, so I take everything out of there, you know, had them all detail it and everything. So I didn't have anything in there as of 12-gauge shells, but, um, oh, well, it worked out. I didn't need any shells anyway, but, yeah, pretty stupid move on my part. If I was smart, I'd just keep a couple shells of every, you know, gauge I use in my bag so I don't run into this again. But, well, <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Um well, you, you just brought up Mexico. You know, we haven't really had a chance to talk about your Mexico trip. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'd be a good idea. Yeah, it's. I recommend everybody do it at least once, man. Um, so, I went two years in a row now. And you, and you've been in February both years. I went. Yeah, I was early February year before last, and this year I was into February into early March. And uh, and how do you how do you find out about this trip? Uh, just online, looking around. You know, I booked it through, you know, Ramsey, like a lot of people do. Um, you know, he's trusted. Everybody knows who he is, the Get Ducks guy. And, uh, you know, I he goes and hunts everywhere he goes, so it's all kind of, you know, I don't know, it's pre-scouted. And, you know, he, he don't sell. I mean, he can't control, you know, the weather or anything like that. But I, everything I hear, and from my experience, you know, they take care of you real well. And down there, the... You're going to get your birds. I, I mean, I've so I did four hunts this year, three last year, so that's seven hunts. And it was limits for everybody every time, no questions asked, back to the resort by noon. Now, when you, you say limits, the Mexico limits what? It, well, where in Mazlan, where I was at, it's 20. Where I'm going next year, it's 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, and you're shooting number six lead, and they got a bunch of old Benelli's. Um, the guns are great though. They even had a left-handed one. I was stoked. It's uh, it. I recommend anybody do that. Like I say, at least once. And this one they call the honeymoon hunt because you're literally staying at a beach in Mexico on the ocean, and uh, 
they pick you up in the lobby, you ride out to, you know, cartel land some damn place, and it, this little bitty mud hole you set up on, and you're showing up after daylight, it's crazy. You know, you're saying, you know, you know how it is, duck hunting, you got to be there, you know, well before a friggin' sunrise. Nope, you roll up about, you know, 7, 7.30, depending on how far out you're going. They throw out probably, you know, dozen decoys, and you're thinking, what are we doing, man? And then just out of nowhere, they start piling in, and it's all teal, but it's neat, that trifecta. you got blue wing, green wing, cinnamon, and then a ton of spoonies, too, and you know we love shooting the spoonies. Now, what kind of, uh, it's pretty shallow water, then. Yeah, it's all super shallow. Like, they don't have a dog or anything. I mean, man, you'd wear a dog out drinking with that many birds, because... There's usually two Suburbans with four hunters in each, and they kind of set us up. There's different scenarios. Used to time you're hunting in groups of four, and then they break you up into groups of two. But uh, on that the first day this year, we set up on, I mean, this little bit, it wasn't a quarter-anchor big pond. And we set up, and there was all eight of us. It might have been nine, actually, because Ramsey was there, and we had a client that flight got delayed or something, so mm. we ended up hunting an extra day. I think we had nine that day. Oh, wow. And we set up on that pond, and we jumped a bunch out of it when we got there. And they just kept coming in, coming in. I mean, you know, everybody's getting doubles and triples. And, I mean, it, it's it's more, I describe it as like a dove shoot. You know, you, you do got to hide a little bit, but, I mean, it's more like dove hunting than duck hunting. And you're out there, and I was wearing shorts and Crocs, and, you know, you do that, and... uh like I say, you're smoking them. You know, they give you four boxes of shells, and you just blast away, you know, to your heart's content. And it's it's a lot of fun, man. Now, are these are these ducks, are you pass shooting? Or are they cupped up and, and trying to land? A little bit doing? of both. I mean, they're all teal, so you know how teal acts. Yeah. But um, they'll be, yeah, there's there's a lot of pass shooting in it. But you'll get, they do got decoys out they there. They kind of, so. will they come in in big groups and yeah. swing like, yeah. like teal do? yep. No calling. They don't do any calling. And, yeah, they'll come in and dart around. And, I mean, it is funner than hell, man. I, and then you're done by, I mean, some mornings we're done by 830. Oh my you know, you'll have 160. Done. We'll throw some. I think I got one on the Instagram. We'll throw up a couple more when we're done with recording this. But, uh, I mean, you're done by 830 in the friggin' morning and, you know, 160 ducks. That's, that's got to be hard to imagine be, unless you do it, right? Yeah. 160 ducks. And that's it's just boom, 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 boom. You know, and it's 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 not like anything you'll ever do in the States, that's for sure. And I don't know many other places probably like that because – and there's so few people doing it. So a lot of people think, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe you're right. getting that many. Well, I mean, here you got, you know, how many, what, you know, 100,000 people hunting every freaking right. Saturday there. I don't know what there's a hundred people maybe in the whole place hunting. So I was gonna say that because your gut reaction when you hear like in Mexico they could shoot twenty ducks is like well that's not fair and isn't that bad for the population of ducks and you know isn't that gonna do harm? But you're right if it, it probably average, they probably have less yeah less way birds less harvested. yeah way less birds harvested and way and way I mean there's so many less hunters so yeah you know and they don't I don't I know there's a DU Mexico ducks and lemon Mexico I don't know how much they do. Right. What we're hunting is uh, freshwater little stock tanks and little marshy areas. So the birds are coming off of brackish water. Now, are these are these birds from Pacific Flyway from yes, Alaska? Yes, yes. Yeah, some of them are the teal. They come from up here and migrate down there. Okay. The cinnamons, are, there's a local population down there. So most mm. of the cinnamons are local. Okay. You know, but yes, there is some of them migrate down there. That, you know, that's why the season's later in the year like it is, you know. But, I mean, it's it's wild, just the amount of birds. And, I mean, it's no joke. When you're done and, you know, they, they just leave them all sit. You know, this is the, they're not going anywhere. So when they're done and the guys go out and they're picking them up and they make us tacos and we're drinking beer sitting there. They make a little fire and make you tacos and we're sitting there drinking beer. And um, There's more ducks coming in when you're done than there is when you started. Holy you know? cow. And that's, it's no bullshit. They... You know, because it's, it's getting hotter in the day. It's pretty hot down right. there. It's, you know, you're getting in the mid-80s that time of year down there. And so they're just piling in off that brackish water, wanting that fresh water. So, uh, do they ever hunt the brackish water? 
Or is it just... Uh, not in that area. Yeah. I know Aubervijan or something they do. they got some airboats and stuff up there, and they'll do a little bit yeah. different, and they shoot Brant and stuff there. But this is just teal, and they say... I don't want to say it's not a real hunt, but, you know, it ain't... You're not shooting, you know, pinned, you know, caged pheasants or something, but it's it's so easy and so plentiful that it's, you know, you feel like you're cheating, you know. That's amazing. But it's it's definitely cool, you know, after season, about a month after here, you're at it again, and then you, you take your wife down there, and you're back to the resort by noon every day, no later than noon, and then she goes and gets a massage, whatever. You go hang out the afternoon and go down to the pool, and, I mean, it's it's definitely a fun deal, man. I, I recommend everybody do it. I'm signing up again next year. I'm uh, not going to the same spot. I'm going a little bit north of there, I believe. And it's not a resort, but it's a nice, you know, house that you're going to stay in. And then you're going to uh, duck hunt in the morning and dove hunt in the afternoon. That sounds pretty awesome. And that, yeah, I was like, that'd be cool, you know. And, I mean, the resort's cool and all that. But this is, you know, I mean, it's a little more, I don't want to say real hunting, but it's, you know, you're not dealing with the touristy crap. You're out in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And it, I don't know, for me, I like that. I like that little bit of adventure, you know. Now, Next year, when you do it, do you know if it's going to be the same situation? We're going to hunt near Brackish Water, or is it going to be? Um, I mean, it is near the coast. I don't have a lot of the details. The land looked a little different. It looked like some irrigation ditches that you can hunt. Okay. And, uh, and, I mean, the ducks are just piling in there. Like So, piling in the irrigation ditches. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, talking to Ramsey, these guys make a little bit more of a blind for you. And uh, it's a new hunt he's doing. This is, he did it, he didn't even offer it to clients this year, but he went there um, this year, and now he's opening it up. And he says they do it a little bit different than they do down in Mazelon. And I, I don't know, it looks like a lot of fun. You yeah. Know? It, and they got a little pool where you stay, and I mean, it's like real Mexico stuff. And I, you know, everything but the donkey show, I think, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can bring that with you yeah yeah exactly i i don't know how i'm gonna get my farmer's light though that's the one thing i'm i don't know because i'll tell you this for any of you copenhagen chewers for whatever reason they don't want you bringing copenhagen into mexico really yes but they sell it there right no hell no really no they sell skull because i bought I remember buying chew in Mexico when I was a kid well maybe in Tijuana across the border or something but in Mazlan. You cannot find that shit nowhere, and I was scared to death because I mean it's like yeah. I, so. What do you uh, do? Well, I hit a little in my carry on. I put some in Sherry Joe's purse. I threw some in my friggin' <clears throat> checked bag. I hit it everywhere I could. Is it just tobacco in general? They well, yeah, because they ask you. Cause, you know, it's kind of a little. It's like you know, locked yeah. up abroad shit going through the damn. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm not a world traveler, so going yeah. into Mexico, it's a little. Nerve wracking, and they asked, "Do you have any cigarettes?" They like you can't take beef jerky. You know, there's a lot of stuff you can't bring into country. Huh? And uh, well, this year they asked me, and it went through their X-ray machine. And that metal can, I thought, oh man, this is, and they're going to take it all. But they asked, "Oh, do you have any uh, cigarettes?" Nope, no cigarettes. Okay, yeah, true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I said, I want a lion, and uh, I got through with all of it. So I, I was very, very relieved. It was, because, uh, yeah, you just, you can't find it down there. And I asked Rams, and he said, no, you can't buy it nowhere down here. That uh, that reminds me of, you know, I know that uh, you think I'm a big square, and, and I largely am compared to some people, <laughs> mostly you. Uh, but in my, my younger years, I was going on a cruise ship one time with my family, and um, I was, my Little brother and I snuck a bunch of liquor in shampoo bottles. We we, wa- we washed out the shampoo bottles and and filled them with liquor. And uh, these security people, they take they unscrewed the caps and smell it. They oh and and he goes, I don't remember what kind. Of, it's probably vodka or something stupid that young people you know drink. But he smells it and he goes whiskey. And I just kept saying over and over, no, no, that is not whiskey. That is shampoo. That is not what Finally, he just gave up and goes, okay, screw it back on. Have a good day. That's hilarious. The first year, this is kind of funny. It wasn't funny at the time. Um, when I was coming home. So this is, the freaking TSA is a joke, dude. It is a complete joke. The TSA? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 
Well, you know, you know, you know, yeah. I was just, I just bought an airline ticket, and there's a ch- separate charge on on your ticket for TSA. Oh, that's pay great. Yeah, that. paying them friggin', you know, minimum wage friggin' dirt bags to sit there and do nothing. Meanwhile, friggin', the terrorists walk right by. But anyway, that's another friggin' story. But you'll you'll understand what I'm saying. So I went to Mexico last, the year before last. Okay, I had my bag and I. Went through in Sacramento. I had to go through security, right? Well, the way the stupid Phoenix airport is, you get off there and you have to go through security again. So I went through TSA twice, take my shoes off, take my belt off, all the whole deal. You know, there's metal in my back, you know, all the bullshit with these friggin' low IQ bastards that you got to do. Make you friggin' (laughs) pat yourself on the head and, you know, rub your belly and all the dumb shit they do, so... Anyway, I get down to Mexico, spend a, you know three or four days down there, hunt, come back, going through Mexico, their version of TSA. They keep running my bag, and I'm like, what the hell, man? Like three times, keep running my bag through, and I'm like, and I'm starting to get nervous, thinking, like I said, locked up abroad shit, and I'm like, I don't have any fucking coke. I mean, what the fuck's going on here? So they pull it out, they... They looked at it, and the guy pulls out a two-two-three shell, uh, and I went live, live. Yeah, okay, okay. And that thing had been in there for I don't know four or five years. I'm sure. trying to think the last time that I had ammo in that bag, and it's like that thing's been in there. So good old friggin' Uncle Sam wasn't able to find it, but that little Mexican dude, he sure in the hell caught it. And I thought I'm done, dude. I'm yeah. I'm going to rot away in a Mexican oh, cell. Yeah. Possession of ammunition. Yep, yep. And, and, and so they had the little dude running it, and then they had the Mexican Marine or whatever they are sitting there with the mask and the AR, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this is it. It's over. And they just took it and sent me on my way. And I was just relieved. To, you know, I told them I was hunting. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they understood me, you know, but uh, – they let me go. So that was a that was a friggin' pucker moment for sure. Because I would, I mean, I would have never in a million years. Why in the hell would this even be in my back? You know, but luckily I survived and I came back. So did you? Uh, did you have to take your shoes off when you ran through security in Mexico? No. And they still found it. Oh yeah, yeah. they still even found with it. your it shoes yeah, on. They did. It was amazing, huh? That's crazy. Yes, it's amazing. That's one thing I've noticed when when I. Uh, I've flown internationally a couple times is everywhere else you can just walk on through the metal detector with your shoes on and it seems okay. Well, that Here, one yeah. asshole shoe bomber had to fuck it up for everybody, you know. <laughs> I just, it, yeah. Or the, the liquid, you know, you're only allowed so many ounces of something. Yeah. Well, don't think that whatever the ounce is allowed, you know, let's say it's, I don't know what it is, what, six ounces? Let's say you have an eight-ounce bottle with obviously less than half in it. So you're under that limit right oh no that don't count it says friggin eight ounces on the bottle so no you're throwing it away you know it's just there's no common sense in it and no and you know i think uh i'm sure like after 9 11 we we all agree that we need some kind of security to get on airplane right no one's no one's saying that we should just walk on um but it's funny Everyone hates the TSA. We can all talk about experiences with the TSA where we're like, I was, I was in Sacramento one time flying out and, uh, I, you know, you have to empty all your pockets, right? So I empty all my pockets and, and my pant pocket, because I was taking everything out was like, I just accidentally pulled it out when I was taking out my like keys or whatever was in my pocket. I shit you not. This freaking, like you said, low IQ security guard told me I had to tuck in my pant pocket <laughs> before I could go through the machine. <laughs> like there's some rule about having yeah, your, no, I mean, if you, if you just want to be like, hey man, your pocket's out, you know, like, because maybe I didn't know, which I didn't. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have to tuck in shit. Dude. Like, <laughs> oh, I know you. Yeah. You yeah. don't want to argue with everybody. Yeah. I just listen and shake my head, but yeah. And then, no, my, wa- and then my wife is, you know, I, I think, well, there's been like two separate TSA arguments. I can't remember which one this was, but on one of them, she's like, just shut up and get, get through this thing. <laughs> well, even coming back this year, I was, so there's a pre-check line. Phoenix airport's fairly friggin' big, right? So 
it's this big maze of 19 little like cattle shoots you got to go through and blah, blah, blah. And there's hardly anybody there. Okay. There's nobody there. Well, we happen to pick the wrong one. And they have, you know, the, that that stupid thing that's on a, like a seat belt at the bank that does the dividers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It hooks to the pole. So we walk all the way down their little fucking maze and get to the end. And here's some dude. And I'm like, oh, we're not pre-check. We just, we need to be over here. So all I would literally have to do is duck under that or the guy could be nice. Oh, yeah, no problem. Go over. Oh, no, no. You got to go all the way back. You can't do this. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? It's like a hundred yard maze of shit. So, you know, instead of arguing with them, you know, because he's the almighty TSA, I friggin' dutifully go back down their little maze and right when I'm at the end, what's going oh, no. on? Oh, no. What's going on? They're having some fucking baseball tournament down there. Oh, no. So who gets in front of me? A bunch of friggin' junior high asshole oh, kids. Oh, no. And I mean, like a whole baseball team. And they're dipshit kids, they're slow. We get up there, and then they don't take off their shoes. They don't do this. And then the mom that's running the friggin' thing, and she's checked out. She don't know what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, dude, I could have already been over there at the fucking bar having a beer, and I'm stuck behind these friggin' stupid kids, all because that bastard wouldn't just let me go under the rope real quick. But anyway, that's... Uh, You're like, listen, my blood is thickening up. We're about to have a medical emergency yeah. here. Oh, and then top it off, I go through the thing. Well, I didn't take my can of Copenhagen out of my pocket. So there was metal in there. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I said, okay, and I went, oh, here it is. That's that's what it looked like on the screen, ain't it? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to pat you down. Would you like to go to a private <laughs> oh, I area? Oh, yeah. I said, oh, dude, yeah. have a ball. No, you can do it right here in front of God yeah. and everybody. I don't care, dude. Yeah. You know, I'll only use the backside of my hands. It's, just grab my nuts yeah, like a man, whatever dude. Whatever <laughs> homoerotic shit you want to do to me, dude, go ahead and do it. Be brave and do it. <laughs> Let's, oh, no, not the back of the yeah, head. No, I want full frontal. <laughs> but, uh, Don't sell me short. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like I just think, gosh, I mean, how, did, how do you end up in that for a career? You know, I just – if that ever happened to my kids, I'd disown them. I mean, geez, what a fucking line of work to get in, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I haven't met anyone yet that's been like, they're doing awesome. Yeah, man, oh, yeah, old Jimmy, he's working for the TSA. He's keeping America safe. Fuck you. (laughs) All right. Well, we know uh, after this episode, don't fly anytime too soon. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get shook down and locked in a broom closet for freaking 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, good thing you got another nearly a year before you go to Mexico. Yeah, again, exactly. So. Hopefully, it, yeah. But uh, anyway, the Mexico thing, I recommend it to everybody. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a low-calorie hunt, meaning, you know, you don't got to bring a lot of gear. Um, if you want to keep birds to bring back, you can. Um, I never do because I've heard the horror stories of getting hung up by the TSA. Yeah. Because uh, bringing the birds back, it's the end of the world, you know. So uh, you so- can do it, but... So I got to ask, because we were talking earlier about your turkey hunting and how you, you screwed up and didn't bring the right ammo. And I was thinking in my head about how, you know, I'm always, before any hunt, dove, waterfowl, turkey, whatever. You know, I'm like Mr. Paranoid the night before, right? I got all my shit laid out. I'm, I used to be that way. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, it's like you, you show up one day without the right stuff and it scars you. Oh, it does. And I used to be that way. I was getting right out of my shit ready two weeks before. But I don't now. It's I'm so freaking busy. Have you, ever, have you ever showed up without something essential to a duck hunt? I think I probably have, but I, I can't think of anything offhand. I've never – well, yes, I can. I, I didn't have my fucking license once when I went all the way to the refuge. No, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even get on there. No, I was yeah. screwed. I, I went in a different pickup. And you had a reservation? Yeah. Oh. No, not a – no, well, I, I got lotto from the night oh, before. Yeah. So oh, we, I think we went yeah. out there the night before in my truck but oh. went hunting in his truck. Oh. So I left it in the console in my truck. I usually put Whose it right lotto in. was it? It was – I think it was at uh, – no, but who who drew the lotto? You or the uh, he did. Oh, that well, that's good. At least he can get on then. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. got on. So I just hung out in the parking lot. Yeah, you know, it sucked, but it was like I'm an idiot, you know. Dude, that blows. Yeah, you, you didn't even go on as a non shooter. I I didn't. What for? Yeah. I just sulked, drank beer in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. I I showed up uh, years ago when I was hunting some rice out of Butte City, 
and uh, right off 162 there by Howard Slew Refuge, and I showed up, uh, you know, right time, had everything but my waiters. <laughs> Turned right back home, you know, went went back home and, and grabbed them and, and got late. Still got a limit out of that day. So, really? Yeah. That's it was, it was a good cool. day. Sometimes it happens. I was shit. I, I remember that one year I was late. Yeah. That turned out to be that good shoot day it's we had. true. Yeah. Really? But I yeah. was glad. I remember you're all pissed off. I'm like, oh, can I still fucking come? I'm sorry, dude. Well, that it, was, let's see, that one time I had to turn around and get waiters. What year was that? That was probably 2010. So I don't think, I think that's the last time I ever hopped in a blind late. Really? I, uh,. I'm not commonly late. I'm pretty much early. No, early. you are. You are. You're. You're. You're a good hunter. You show up. I hate. I'll tell you what really pisses me off. And and I hardly ever invite guests anymore. So if you're listening yeah, I mean, to this, and you better be a cool motherfucker yeah. and have a good spot to take me because I don't bring guests either. I, I took a guy last year because yeah, he's a cool dude. He's not really a full time hunter. So, um, but I just hate the dudes that you know they don't uh, they don't put in the effort. Oh, there you go. Cracking yeah, open crack another, one. another one. Yeah, they don't put in the effort. They don't. But they're know. happy to go with you, right? Yeah. Not just to go with you, but, you know, make sure to take me on a good day, too, at that. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that. You know, yeah, they, you they don't want to spend your money. The, you can spend your time. Yeah. And then, you you know, you say, well, if there's an opening next year, I'll let you know. And they let them, oh, I, I don't think I can swing it. My wife won't let me. Or, you know, whatever phony ass excuse they got. But, yeah. Yeah, that is a pain in the ass for sure. Uh, well, oh, I was going to say, though, the worst, talking about being late. If you're a guest on a hunt, and it's like, what time you want to go? Hey, show up at my house, 5 a.m., whatever. Better not show up at 5.05, dude. Yeah, beyond, yes. Like, are you kidding me? Yes. And also, don't show up at 4 a.m. either. Yeah. Because I love being on time and being prompt. You know, I'll right. show up at somebody's place a little bit early, but there's a guy that we used to hunt with. I mean, when we went to the refuge with him a couple of years ago. We had to get there. We're there before the check station staff is. Yeah. And we're like number, you know, we were we're a later draw. We're like, practically trespassing at that point. Yes, exactly. And it's like we had to leave at freaking midnight or something. It's like, so I being late is the worst, but the guy that wants to be there two hours fucking early is also annoying. Really on time. Yes, on That's time. What, yeah. Yep. On time. Well, like today. You were on time. I was on time. Yep. I planned it out right. I, uh, I think there's a lot of value to be on on time, but not... But, yeah, if you're a guest, you better – the other thing about being a guest, too, is I, I don't – I mean, we've all been guests at other people's clubs. Um, and I've, you know, had to – been fortunate enough to be a guest at a couple pretty pretty cool clubs out there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not like an aggressive hunter when I'm a guest. I'm kind of like, you know, sit back and see how everyone else is doing it. And then, you know, like I'm not going to take every shot that yeah, that's possible, you know. I like agree. I'm, I'm a guest. I've hunted with some people that are guests, and yeah, they're shooting over your head, and it's like, oh, this dude ain't coming back. Exactly. You know, it's my bird. You know, it's like, (laughs) dude, okay, man, yeah, (laughs) yep, they're all yours, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you try to have a little bit of you know humility about it. Yeah, a little bit of etiquette. There's a lot. There's a lot of unwritten duck hunting etiquette out there. There is. There is. Uh, I'll tell you one, uh, and maybe we might not even agree on all the etiquette, but we'll see. if you got your dog, you're getting every bird. Yeah. Oh, you mean what do you mean getting every taking them home? No, I mean I mean like if like if a if a bird, I don't I mean within reason if some if some asshole takes a high shot and sells a bird a mile away. But I mean, you know if you're if you're you got a young dog or something maybe misses a bird you, you're gonna have to go out there and help. You're gonna your have dog. to go. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And you've yeah. seen me do that. Yeah, I do we that. All do. Yeah. Hell yeah, no, I completely agree. With I think that. that's a that's an unwritten rule. Yeah, one I can just think of. You know, we didn't we didn't like plan this, but that's just one that comes to the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, for sure. Being on time if you're a guest is a big one. Yep. Not being a a game hog if you're a guest. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, a lot of it. I p- think people just don't know because like I haven't been to the refuge in a few years, but I remember a couple years ago we got on one of the last at Little Dry Creek. It was early season. Me and this one guy I used to hunt with. We're one of the last draws in the morning. You know, nobody shows up. I'm like, dude, well, this is our best number. We're probably yeah. not going to get on, but hey, let's see what happens. And bam, nice. we're like second to last. Like, oh, so now you're in a hurry. Yeah. And it's free roam, and we're going out there, and we're trying to find a spot like everybody else. Sure. And here's some friggin' douche sitting with no headlight on, and we're walking 
and he turns it on about 10 foot from us. What, are you going to sit up right on top of me? Oh, he couldn't turn it on. And it was a super yeah. moonless night. You know, we, it's yeah. like, dude, we're just trying to find a spot like everybody else. Maybe turn your fucking light on if you don't want somebody sitting yeah. up. You know? Most of us are the opposite. We it's have complete, things, yeah. Freaking... It's a flashlight wars yeah. out there, you know. And it's like, I don't know, everybody at four in the morning is a friggin' badass. And then you get back to the parking lot. And I've been waiting for, like, okay, well, we can talk about this like men in the parking lot. Because yeah. I'm not going to yell across the marsh at four in the morning. Sure. Let's just all get settled in where we're going to set up. But if there's a real problem and we got to, you know, get Western, as the kids say. I hate that term. <laughs> it's a pretty corny-ass <laughs> term. I agree. Well, we can do it in the parking lot. Yeah. You know? Okay. Here's the deal. But I don't. I don't know. I hate the over-aggressive, you know, I mean, we're all out there to have a good time, man. You know what I mean? And, I mean, I've, that's why lots of times I've, you know, sleeping in the parking lot, you know, this was years ago, but sleeping in the parking lot and before, I have a friend people. So I kind of get to know, okay, well, those are those guys, and I tell them where, hey, I'm planning on being over here, and you kind of get a little game plan. Right. And then you know, that's always not an option, but it just... I just don't get the aggressiveness about. We're all out there trying to do the same thing. We can all get along, you know. <laughs> I yell all day at work. I don't need to go out in the weekends and yell at freaking kids in the marsh, you know. So, no, for sure. Glad we don't have to do that too much anymore. Yeah, I would say another. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen you make friends in the parking lot. It's it's pretty funny, <laughs> and enemies for that matter. Yes, yes, oh yeah. Yeah, one, I remember. Yeah, one guy was complaining I was up too late drinking beer, like yeah. nine o'clock, and it's like, sound like you. I know. It's like well, fuck you, man. Yeah, I don't know. I had freaking music blaring or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, friends and enemies, but yeah, I'd say another unwritten rule, like in our situation, you know how we have a uh, you know, multiple blinds to choose from. It's just like the unnecessarily crowding in. I hate. Oh, yeah. Well, we can plan, talk I about I didn't plan it. on going there, okay, but well, you know, we're we talking should, about right? it. And if like, you club yeah. listeners, you know, it's this is nothing to get. They don't know any better. Right. But, yes, there was a couple instances where the week before the blind was on fire. Right. So, the next week, everybody thinks it's going to be exactly yeah. the same. So, exactly. you know, we all have four-man blinds, but we have more seats than members. So, there's enough. We can spread out pretty well because. Absolutely. We get good bird numbers, but it's not a constant where you're going to have enough birds for four guys to go around and, you know, have a fun shoot. It's a lot better shooting two or three. Yeah. Hunting four deep, it better be a good wind day. And, it, you know, it. we don't like hunting four deep a lot. Well, you got – yeah, I mean, I think, I think personally I don't prefer four. Yeah, we've all done it. It's okay. It's not, not, not the end of the world, but that's four heads turning. That's four people moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I prefer two, you know, yeah. but I mean, three two, ain't three too bad, dead, yeah. you know, on a good, especially in a good day. And I know some of the guys, I mean, they run friggin' eight dudes in a yeah. blind and they're productive, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it can be done, but we got enough room to move around. So it's like, don't crowd people out, man. If you, our situation is pretty friggin' unique how we hunt. But, uh, yeah, last year with a whole lot of that, you know, I, we had literally had a couple blinds filled up at our Sutter property. Literally, eight, you know, four in every blind, and then another property down to Robbins, nobody's hunting it. Yeah. It's like, really? You know, can't we coordinate this a little bit better? But Well, it's funny, too, um, just what you mentioned. And it, it it can be an art club. It could just be a refuge. Whatever the situation be, you know, they see good, you know, big numbers. Oh, yeah. And then everybody's got to everyone. Oh, yeah. And That's then it's like, like, well, that was that day. That doesn't mean it's anything. Like, yeah, we right. had a friggin', you know, 45-mile-an-hour north wind last Saturday. Today, right. it's 60 degrees and sunny and no wind, you know. And I think you and I have both had plenty of it. Well, first first off, I, you know, I, I don't uh, typically do well on Sunday mornings anyways at all. I just don't. Yeah. Um, no, you've got that down to kind of a science, and I follow you with that. I'll, sh- I'll shoot Saturday any morning or afternoon, and then Sunday I've just, at this point, just do Sunday afternoons. Now, our we have a couple different blinds. One's a three-day shooter. Yeah. And that one, yeah, I will not shoot Sunday morning. No. But the other place, since it's seven days a week, getting blasted out by yeah. everybody around, you know, it's like if it's good and they're in the area, I'll go out there and give it a shot. And it, we've had good 
shoots on Sundays too out there. But what's well, uh, amazing too, I mean, locations, everything. So some some locations are just kind of they get a lot of traffic. So it's more like you know you might as well be out there and hope that that traffic's moving that day. Exactly, you know. And like our one seven day shooter is pretty close to the Sutter Refuge, so. The days of refuge hunts, I always like to try to be out there because, you know, they, they're getting the birds up out of there. Yeah. But I don't know. I go when I can pretty much anymore. It's so hard to break. I go when yeah, I can. There's been absolutely. days where I thought I wasn't going to do good and, you know. Oh, yeah. We've all had the, those are always Those are always pretty cool when you have low expectations. You just want to get out and, you know, maybe you shoot something, maybe you don't. It turns out to be a killer day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, everybody has that happen. That's, that's always fun. And then – You've had the opposite happen, too. Oh, yeah. Supposed to be, you know, freaking killer wind, storm coming in, don't shoot shit. Yeah. You know. Last couple of years have been really like that. Like, dude, you can't predict anymore, you know. But that's hunting. Yeah. Um, you know, we have to think about this. Maybe we got to start documenting some of these, these unwritten rules. If any of our listeners have any that uh, they want to suggest, you should you should send them to us on Instagram. Is it the filthy spoon or just filthy spoon waterfowl? It's it's at filthy spoon waterfowl. Yeah, we uh, we picked up a bunch of followers here the last couple of weeks, and I've talked to a couple of you guys, and I don't know, it's going pretty cool. Yeah, uh, see a lot of traffic in the inbox. Yeah, it's I I'm pleasantly surprised. This has been a blast, and you know we'd love to have Superior on board now help us out, and uh, this is it's just been. Pretty cool, man. I, I expected to get a little bit more uh, shit talking back, but we haven't got much of that. But no, no, we could. Uh, you probably get more on your personal page the way you operate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I do have one burner page on Facebook where I do my fighting. <laughs> well, that's just because your regular page has been banned. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You've been censored so much. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Luckily, uh, we've never gotten trouble on the Filthy Spoon page. We're we're no. doing all right. Well, we don't. I mean, we're not. We're not. I say we, but you know, I'm not out looking for trouble. I don't think. No, we are me either. neither. No, we're about freaking talking shit and duck hunting and having fun. You know. Yeah, if there's some. You know, you can be offended about anything if that's what you're looking for. These oh yeah, days. yeah. No, it's just all fun and games. You know. But it's been a blast. Oh, and we got a new logo coming, too. Uh, the guy, he actually works at Superior. Hell of a guy. His name is Sal. He has drawn us up a pretty cool friggin' logo. And uh, when you guys see it, I think you guys will like it. It's pretty funny. And we're going to we're gonna get stickers and shirts and hats. We're probably going to do a giveaway here soon coming up once we get all that done and made. So For sure. And thanks to this new equipment we're getting, too. Uh, once we get it dialed in, we'll be able to get some guests on. And Oh, yeah. Uh, We've already talked to a couple of cool guys, some notable names. Uh, I won't, you know, spoil anything yet. we got some big-time local guys that, you know, said they'd be willing to talk with us. And I don't know. I'm excited, man. It's, uh, I'm pretty surprised at the positive feedback we've got so far, considering what a uh, – just a, a honky situation we we record this on you know we just we basically just use a phone i mean it's pretty, yeah yeah pretty simple it, we've so, talked about it for years where there was like zero planning into this uh we just kind of robert finally decided hey we're i don't know why he waited until baseball season to start this but uh yeah <laughs> i'm well, glad we got some uh i think momentum i think part of it is it's hard for me to start it during duck season i, I think i could I think we'll be able to sustain it during the season, but it's hard to start during the season because um, I just don't want to start anything new during duck season. No. No, well, for sure. Yeah, yeah. after hunts, we'll be able to do – yeah, for sure. We might be able Especially to Especially with our new equipment, it makes it easier. Oh, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be portable. We're going to take yeah. it everywhere. We can do – even if we hunt on a Wednesday morning together, we can do a quick – it might not be an hour, but we can do, hey, well, here's how it was today. Let us know how you did, you know, a 15, 20-minute deal. Yeah. So – so yeah. if you if you see uh, two men in a truck parked on the side of the road, it's not it's not, <laughs> it's not what, what you, you think. think. <laughs> yeah, with headphones on. Yeah, they're not watching gay porn or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just save yourself the call to the sheriff's department. All right, it's just a podcast. Yeah. But no, it's it's been fun. It's going to get funner, and it's going to get better with the technology we got coming. And uh, I had a bunch of people have asked me, and we're friggin' working on it. If any of you guys know how and are willing to help out, it would be greatly appreciated. We can't figure out how to get this shit on iTunes. So, 
Dude, it's hard, right? It's hard. I got to a point now they're saying our picture ain't the right size or something. Yeah, they want it. Is that, did you make it that far? Uh, no, but I, I was reading up on it. So so there's for what, something our picture ain't the right friggin' dimensions, dimensions yeah, or whatever. pixels. I don't, so I don't that's know. where we're hung up at now. But we will get it on iTunes eventually. So, um, But like I say, any of you tech nerds want to friggin' help out, uh, you might be a... Uh, one of the lucky guests that we take hunting one day. <laughs> yeah, you better be on time. You better be on fucking time. <laughs> Dude, I'll, I'm serious. I'll leave a guest. I've oh, told I, people that in the past. Day. I mean, I hardly take anyone out now, but well, not. You know, that sounds bad. It's not like I hate people, all right? I'm, I like people. I just, you have to have a little skin in the game. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, I agree. It's. If you, if you have a blind, even if it's not, it doesn't have to be quid pro quo. You don't have to take me to your blind or have some formal agreement. But, like, I, I'm i more uh, willing to take someone that, you know, has a blind or hunts the refuge a lot than someone that just, you know, hunts out of convenience when you, oh, sure, you want to take me, I'll go. Because yeah. I've done that before because you think, like, oh, I like this person. It doesn't mean it's nothing personal. It doesn't yeah. mean I hate the people, right? It's more it's the opposite. It's like, I like this person. They're cool. We're friends. And they're like, hey, you know, if you ever want to take me, I'll go. Well, I learned that's that's not how you want to take. No offense, but no. you got to take someone that's already going, whether you take them or not. That's just because I mean, it's like anything else. I mean, we're we're pretty friggin' into this shit, you right? Know? So obviously, we both have day jobs, and I don't think the filthy spoon's going to be taking away our day job anytime, yeah, anytime soon. soon. Yeah, we're sure. we're still going to have to be working schmucks, but uh, we we. We're working blue-collar guys. We hunt quite a bit. You know, we schedule it out pretty good. And like I say, God bless my boss who lets me go on Wednesdays and storm days. So we hunt, you know, not like a guy that's seven days a week. We hunt a lot. Oh, yeah. So when you're dealing with a guy that's really kind of wish-washing, it's like, I ain't got time for it, man. I just don't. This is, you know, a year-round passion for us. And so, I don't know. You don't got to be super crazy. But then there's also the opposite, the blow-hard kid. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I've dealt with a couple of them in the shop. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, man, I better limit to green edge every time I go. And I'm like, oh, you ain't going with me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, so I take a couple of guests out here. They're not very often, but. Um, I will say, though, I do like, you know, I don't like that whole everything's about social media and posting like I, I, I mean, I, we post. We, we like oh, yeah. taking pictures. I've, I've, in fact, I think you and I have both gotten better about taking p- more pictures because it's like, yeah. At first, I thought it's almost like uh, yeah, there's a little bit of friggin', you know, uh, yeah, like, narcissist shit yeah, about it. I agree. But, but now, I'm, now I kind of look at it as like just documenting memories. Right? That's kind of so, what it is, and you're sharing, and it's like I share a lot of other people's stories. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a cool picture. I'll share it. Exactly, know? but it's not the motivation for hunting. No, no. And, no. But for some of these young kids, man, it really is. It's, yeah. But that's just the new generation. Cause everything, and it ain't just hunting. It's everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything's online. If you're not doing it for to put it online, why are you doing exactly. it at all? Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's pretty terrible. And here we are making a podcast. Making a podcast promoting our friggin' Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's different. It's a little. Yeah. It's, it is a little. I think different. so. Yeah. We're, you know, like I say, we're regular guys. We're not like we're piling up friggin' ducks every week. We're regular fucking hunters, man. Oh we, yeah. We got days where we get stunked. We have days where we get you know one or two. Yep. We have days we smoke them. We're you know. That's life for you. right? That's life, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's I. That's why we did this podcast. We wanted something with a Northern California regular guy hunter, not the you know the young kid. You know, I'm at the refuge every week, and I smoke them. No, we're an old guys, and well, not that old, but we're older. You know, we're rice hunting. Yep. And you know, we like. Of course, we want to talk to some young guys that do the refuge thing and that whole race and all that, and then you know, guides that you know are out there seven days a week. We're just kind of middle of the road blue collar hunters. We love the hell out of this stuff. Yeah. And we do really good sometimes, and we suck ass sometimes. You know. I, I mean, if I was, you know. Younger, had less responsibility and, and more energy. I mean, getting out the refuge sounds like a lot of fun. No, it uh, was. I, yeah, I loved it for years. Exactly. But, I mean, now it's like, gosh, man, it just. Nah, now it sounds. You terrible. know, and, and having, if it was my only option, yeah, I, yeah. I would be oh, out yeah. there with yep. the rest of them. Absolutely. I see some old guys that exclusively hunt refuges. I'd, I'd probably try to convert my truck into something so I could sleep in it. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to get one of their <laughs> four-wheel drive campers yeah. or something. No. Those guys you see out there, it's kind of a cool setup. They come, a lot of them come in the Bay or, yeah. you know, Sacramento or whatever, and they I, come up. And I mean, I would do that. That's how I would do it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm not know? getting up freaking 2 in the morning, whatever it is. Yeah. No. And, yeah. yeah, a lot of them I see now are two and a half. It used to be two hours. Now it's two and a half before shoot time. Uh, I'll do that opening weekend. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Uh, not Not every weekend. No. That sounds... I mean, we used to, but, I mean, yeah, not anymore. We're yeah. freaking middle-class snobs now. I'm going to take advantage of that white privilege, man, and pay for this duck blind every year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, the older I get, the more I go from lower middle-class to a middle-middle-class <laughs> lifestyle. It's, it's been pretty nice. <laughs> it's pre- I know, I know, it's pretty weird. It's crazy how it works. Well, we're at uh, about an hour now, oh, so... shit, well... I guess it's already over. It's so. been good, but good talking to you and, and looking forward to doing the next one. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all next week. Rob, Robert promises we'll be here next week. There we go. Later. See ya.